This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, welcome into this podcast. And boy, did we have some amazing harmonies and fabulous guitar playing as we shone the spotlight. That's myself and guitarist Kel on the incredible band, The Eagles, playing all of their biggest hits. My goodness, so many great songs to choose from. Do enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10 here on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back into the show. Guitarist Kel is back with us once again. How are you, Kel? Good to see you. I'm very good. We love to talk music and get our heads around um, a few bands and albums and things. Probably this week, one of the most famous bands ever on the planet, and certainly with one of the most famous songs as well. Oh, yeah, and possibly one of the most ever requested songs if you play in a band as well. <laughs> yeah, but, right. Uh, I think one of the enduring things about these this particular band as well, it crosses all ages. So I was um, like today I was talking to a good friend of mine, uh, Mike Duffy, who works at Time magazine, and he's he's a lot younger than me. And I was saying about it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I grew up with them. My parents used to play it. I absolutely adore them." And I think that's the thing; it just crosses so many things. There's a song that everybody loves from from this band, and they are. The Eagles. The Eagles, for sure. Absolutely incredible band. Um, and we'll, we'll get to it a little bit later on, but it was actually Linda Ronstadt who yeah. uh, who got them all together. They were pretty much the backing band for Linda Ronstadt, but they had got aspirations to kind of, you know, make, make up their own band and write their own music and have their own hit singles. And, and Linda didn't stand in the way. She encouraged no. them, helped them recruit um, different members. We'll come to that a little bit later on, but we're going to get started with probably, as you said, the most famous song requested everywhere and uh, when it comes to that guitar solo in hotel california can be a bit tricky to play it can be and it's kind of one of those bridges like kind of guitarists when they learn and they're kind of getting better and better this is always kind of thrown at them because it sounds it sounds simple because it's so melodic but to actually get it, there's a lot of bending in it. There's a lot of emotion in the notes. The way that the two of them trade, it's Joe Walsh and Don Fielder that do, do yeah. the, the guitars and the dual guitar at the end. It, it takes a lot of good technique, a lot of control. And uh, it's interesting because Don Fielder, when, when he first spoke about it, he said, I, I didn't think it will be a hit. He said, it's six minutes long. The intro's a minute long. The drums <laughs> don't go in the middle and there's a two-minute guitar solo. He said, there's no way that's going to be a hit. And... Wow, what a song it became. Yeah, and here's um, uh, Glenn, Glenn Fry, talking about um, the making of this. Don Felder used to send Henley and I instrumental tapes, song ideas. 95% of them were cluttered with guitar licks, and we would you know, listen to these things and go, well, where do you sing? As Don and I were listening through one of the Felder cassettes and this song came up, you know, we both sort of said, hmm, now this is interesting. The music sounded to me like some sort of a cross between Spanish music and reggae music. And that one really jumped out at me. So we set out to write a song to that progression. I'm pretty sure it was Henley's idea to have a song called Hotel California. I think Henley's and Glenn's lyric writing really came to a head. They became real honest-to-God songwriters then. During the recording of it, I thought that we we were on to something. I knew we were on to something. We were in a really creative phase, and it just so happened that Bill Simzik 
push record. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was the start of, uh, of course, what is an absolutely epic piece of music. A great album cover as well. Yeah. One of the most famous album covers with yeah. the hotel and the sunset and the palm trees yeah. on the front. 76, again, it was during that wonderful era where you had these wonderful album covers the depth of the music and this is also really cinematic and uh, there was a movie producer who produced Taxi Driver Close Encounters that spoke to him saying the cinematic quality of this song they spoke about actually doing a movie of it and it could be an entire it's nearly as long as a movie so (laughs) (laughs) quite easy of of being that anyway here it is as we take a look at the career of uh, the Eagles they're probably the most famous song in Hotel California. How many times have you played it? Eh? Oh, oh. more than my, more my age, so I can't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so 1976 was uh, the year when that was uh, released. Hit number one um, for three weeks and also uh, number one in the UK as well for uh, three weeks. Originally, the working title was Mexican Reggae. Yeah, which actually suits into what they were saying earlier on. And it does have that reggae feel. The the bass line is very, very reggae, but... Doesn't it all just sit so well? Beautiful, isn't it? And, um, as you know, guitar players. I mean, Joe Walsh um, yeah. as a guitar player. Um, pretty phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not like an outright widdly-widdly player. Uh, and that's what's really impressive about this, because it's so melodic. The chord changes are, are quite tricky, so to yeah. solo under it is quite difficult. But he's known for a lot of things like Funk uh, Funk 49 and Rocky uh, Rocky Mountain Way and things yeah, like yeah. that. He's, he brings a real nice kind of rock edge to it. And, uh, yeah, just absolute fantastic player. He's a quite a character as well. Yeah. I've been lucky enough to interview <laughs> Mr. Walsh. Here's another absolute classic from uh, the Eagles as we take a look at their incredible career here on Dubai I 103.8 with Take It Easy. Take it. 
So there's a tune that wasn't actually written by them. No. It was a Jackson Brown piece, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. And he'd, he'd started writing it for his first album, but he wasn't too sure how to finish it. And at the time, he was living in an apartment in Echo Park in, in L.A. And his upstairs neighbour was Glenn Frey who needed a song for his band, The Eagles, so he kind of heard him doing it and kind of went, oh, can I help you with that? And then he, he kind of wafting up through the floorboards. Yeah. And they go, oh, that'd go well for my He's band. Like, oh, will you stop? I'll finish it if you just stop playing it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he ended up recording it on his own album and uh, they started playing it live a lot before they recorded it and it was just like instant. And it really is. Uh, again, I'll, I'll name check my friend Mike as well. It was a big song for him growing up and I think everybody it's just got that that joy, that beauty, that sunshine. Mm. You can imagine yourself in the car. You, you feel the desert, don't you? You, you see really cactus do. and, and, and yeah. just beautiful. And I, I mean, my story with the Eagles, I was lucky enough to um, introduce them on stage when they came wow. to uh, Dubai and meet the guys and uh, it was a day where we just had the most incredible sandstorm that you could ever imagine in the city of Dubai and it was very touch and go uh, I know the promoter Thomas Overson was in meetings with insurance people, with the management, with the band themselves. It looked yeah. like it wasn't going to happen because it was just, there were stacks going over, screens were Gosh. falling over, sand in all the equipment. You know, even yeah. the sound guys were saying, how are we going to, you know, even if yeah. it abates, how are we going to get this together? But suddenly, it was almost a silence um, across <laughs> across the the venue and so they decided let's give it a go let's give it a try and there was this beautiful atmosphere all the sound guys are cleaning all the all the stacks all the speakers all the sand out of it suddenly they put the screens back up on on the, the stands yeah and it just took shape and as i said there was this just aura of calmness yeah. Um, out up at, up at the Sevens ground, and it was one of the best concerts ever, ever, ever. They re and they came on stage and said, well, we thought we came from a desert, but tonight <laughs> we are playing in a real desert. And uh, it was just a, a great memory I'll never forget. I'm sure many of our listeners were at that gig as well. Listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is the Night Shift on Dubai Eye One Hundred Three Point Eight. Kizar is Cal talking get all things Eagles, the classic band. Now, um, just go through that lineup, the original um, lineup when they were founded back in nineteen seventy-one. Yeah, so that was uh, Glenn Frey, Don Henley, Bernie Leiden, and Randy Meisner. Was uh, yeah, that was that was the classic first lineup. Yeah, that was the first lineup, and uh, here are uh, members of the band uh, talking about when they actually formed. This is Glenn Fry. The night that I got hired to join Linda's band, and I was sitting here at the bar at the Troubadour. John Boylan was there, and walking up over on the other side came Don Henley to introduce himself, to say hi to John, and say that he had sent a, a song to right. You'd sent you'd yeah. sent a song to John for Linda. So that's just that just happened one night at the Troubadour Bar, and then you know the fact that Don and I got to play in her band and we were roommates together, you know that just sort of start you know we started talking about our dreams and what we wanted to do and and you know so you know we were very lucky and then of course as, as I said when we told Linda <coughs> that you know we really wanted to have our own band, then she helped us get the guys, you know she was pivotal you know person in our lives and. Yeah. As was John Boylan, her manager. Yeah. And they were both very generous with us. They, they helped us form this group. 
and uh, nothing but good things to say about her. So there's uh, Don Henley and Glenn Fry talking about Linda Ronstadt, yeah. of course, who they were in the backing band for Linda yeah. Ronstadt. I, I think that that says a lot about Linda Ronstadt as an artist. Is because a lot of artists would be, well, hang on a minute, I want the best band I can have. Yes, and you're, you can't go anywhere. I do know of very famous bands, and when someone's done a side project, they've been sacked from that band. Yeah. So I won't name names, but uh, <laughs> it was a very interesting hat. Um, but with that, I think that just shows pure class because they really recognise, and, and if you listen to their vocals, I mean, just that alone, let alone the songwriting, you kind of go, well, the, how can I, how can I not that help that talent go out to the world? And mm, that's real yeah. testament. I think that's truth of, of like a real true artist. It's not about yourself. It's also to bring others up and. Gosh, what a, what a gift to the world she gave. She did, and um, I, I remember a girlfriend in the UK, <laughs> mentioned by the name of Anne, used to, uh, you know, I was listening to all this jazz, and I was listening to a lot of George Benson and a lot of soul, and, and she used to say, why don't you just listen to Linda Ronstadt and, and you mm. know, just break it down? And I yeah. was so blasé thinking I knew it all. I'm not listening to that. There's only three <laughs> chords in it. Not, not interested, but now I see what a fool I was. <laughs> and uh, Linda Ronstadt, spectacular. But um, the Eagles, of course, went out on their own, had their dreams, had their aspirations, and here's some of the music that they came up with. An absolute beauty, Desperado. Desperado Why don't you come to your senses You've been out riding fences For so long now Oh, you're a hard one But I know that you got your reasons These things that are pleasing you Can hurt you somehow Don't you draw the queen of diamonds, boy She'll beat you if she's able You know the queen of hearts is always this bit Now it seems to me some fine things have been laid upon your table But you only want the ones that you can't get Desperado Oh, you ain't getting no young Your pain and your Driving you home And freedom Oh freedom Well that's just some people talking Your prison is walking Through this world all alone Well an absolute masterpiece From for me The finest singing mm. drummer ever I mean oh. uh, you know Plays great drums But what a voice It is And we've spoken about those before With Phil Collins And, yep. uh, and Philip Bailey but his tone is so rich that it, it's almost hard to visualise him playing drums as well. But I think that also led to probably the understated way of playing, which left so much space for those gorgeous harmonies across the whole band and the music to absolutely flourish. You know, everything comes from the drums. So I think having that connection of rooted within the rhythm 
and then the melodies on top of it and that tone and that voice just sublime yeah and of course Linda Ronstadt went on to record that tune as well after the <laughs> after the uh, Eagles had, uh, had released it she thought wow I'm having a piece of that as well which I don't blame her uh, but it hasn't all been rosy has it for the, for the Eagles over the years I mean they have been a few fallouts in the band and yeah. famously um was it um, came out on stage and played the final show and said, "We'll get to get back together when hell freezes over." That's right. Yeah, they did, and I think that's that also kind of goes part with what happens with an awful lot of success. Also, the amount of cre- creativity in the band is going to create friction, especially over a period of time with long touring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was the story of of the bass player who was the lead singer on one of their big hits and. They wanted to play it live. He didn't want to play it live, so he came out of the band. And also around about that kind of time as well, I think there was a lot of conflict, a lot of things going on. And it probably just it was probably too much creativity within such a small unit. It was always going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is, of course, they did get yeah. back together. We'll speak about the current lineup uh, after we've heard another classic from the band. One of these nights on Dubai I 103.8. Just one of the many hits from a band who are just as good live as they are on vinyl. There are no two ways about it. One of the best bands I've ever, ever seen. And uh, that, of course, was in the set. All the big uh, hits were in the set when they came to Dubai. Fingers crossed they'll come uh, one more time. Uh, what do we know about one of these nights? Yeah, so this, was, uh, this came out in 1975. Uh, it was US number one for seven weeks. 
And at that time, that was the longest period yeah. of time that yeah. a single had been been number one. It was the second single uh, after Best of My Love on the album of the same name. And it was influenced by R&B and disco, which you can kind of, whilst it was 75, so just before the big kind of disco mm kind of big 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 kind of Saturday Night Fever thing you can kind of hear that disco sound in it and again yeah. the drums very understated but really drives that groove beautiful stuff uh, once again one of these nights 1975 from the Eagles Radio station. Yeah, we're learning a lot about the Eagles as we shine a spotlight on their incredible career, the ups and the downs. You've got a few stats yeah. for us uh, over there. Indeed. So they formed in 1971, had seven studio albums, three live albums and 30 singles, which doesn't sound that much, but it put them in the league of the bands that have sold over 200 million. And I think that's really remarkable because yeah, a yeah. lot of bands that have done that, like Stones, Floyd, Madonna, Elvis, Beatles had way more output, but I think it's just how they connected at the time, and especially with America. And even even last year, and I think this is an amazing stat, out of the top three best-selling albums in the States, they have two of them. So the top one is their greatest hits, number two was Thriller, and number three is Hotel California. <laughs> so it just shows how much they're loved. And I think it was what I was saying earlier, it just crosses generations because it really, really touches people. So, yeah, they're kind of the big stats. And five number ones, six number one albums, six Grammys, five uh, American Music Awards, and inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998. Quite rightly so as well. What do they call it? Is it Desert Rock, something like that? Or California Rock? Here they yeah. are, the Eagles.
Well, for me, that's the Eagles' finest moment. I, I just adore that tune, the whole story. It tells a story. Yeah. Um, it's just beautiful. And those harmonies, just impeccable harmonies. It, it really is. It's almost like, as you say, it's like reading a book. It's you're, you're going through the whole story, then you've just got this wonderful kind of velvety carpet of all of these voices just moulding together so beautifully. And then that just gorgeous kind of slightly country tinged music behind it it's mm. just yeah it just have kind you, of have you played much eagles Can't. yeah i have yeah yeah quite a bit of it and it's one that always goes down well always gets requested apart from hotel california um always gets requested because i think it just it just resonates with everyone even in rock bands if you play like take it easy or something like that yeah, people yeah. automatically react to it uh, we've got, only got time for one more tune. I could play the Eagles all night long, let me tell you. Um, how about this one? Take it to the limit. The Eagles under the spotlight here on The Night Shift. So there's another big, big hit, of course, uh, for the Eagles. Take it to the limit. But there's a story behind this one because the, yeah. the lead singer didn't fancy doing it live. No, no. It was uh, Randy Meisner. And it was one of the few songs which he sung lead on, which he just sings impeccably. Uh, but I think he preferred, rather than being at the front, being part of like the kind of the harmonies which everybody did. Because it became such a huge hit, cause it's such a great song. <laughs> that it was constantly wanting to be in the set and he would he didn't like that he just like well no I don't want the spotlight I don't want to be 
yeah, doing this song all the, the time. Front, yeah. yeah, and they kind of had a bit of a falling out, and that that ended up to uh, to him leaving the band. How sad! Such a beautiful song, yeah, you know, it really ends is. up uh, in, in breakup for the band, but it's all part of the, uh, the you know, the story of, of the Eagles, which is just amazing and uh, yeah. still going. Of course, they've got a brand new lineup now, and uh, I believe uh, Glenn Fry's son is uh, is part of the band. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so in in the band now, you have uh, quite a few of of the other the other members, and yeah, after he passed away, then so you've got Don Henley, Joe Walsh. Uh, Timothy B. Schmidt on bass, Deacon Frey, who's the son, uh, and Vince Gill as well, who's who's an incredible country player. So it, uh, we spoke about this before. When someone gets some younger artists in, it kind of lifts it up, and it yeah. gives. I think he gives the older members an extra kind of bit of a um, boost, yeah to, yeah, to keep them going. But uh, yeah, you've got to be some player to take on this gig. Yeah. Final <laughs> remarks then on the Eagles. Definitely one of my favourite bands. I've got the T-shirt on tonight yeah. to prove it. Hell freezes over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one of the finest ever vocal groups that have ever existed. If there's a finer band. I don't know. We, I mean, we spoke about the Bee Gees a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. You look at the Beatles. Bee Gees were brothers, so there's a different dynamic. But really, I don't think anyone comes anywhere near as close as the Eagles. This is Dubai I 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. You've been listening to a Dubai I 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai I in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiI1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.